And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You know, a lot of people work really hard on this movie. Oh, wait, Sean has the budget. <laughs> I'm going to pause your opinion, Mike. Sean, so, give it to us. Oh, I didn't know we could pause Mike's opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know. Fin- finally, Sean discovers the secret of his bicycle. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 10, Episode 6, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me, a man who spent uh, most of last night looking for another word for synonym. It's Mike <laughs> McDonough. McDonough. <laughs> also beside me, I have a lady who says the one thing she doesn't want to find in her stockings on Christmas morning is her husband. It's Sean. <laughs> I love Canadian. Live from Vegas, we have a man who says that sometimes the people who hurt us most are those that are really mad at us and good at boxing. It's Sean Leonard. <laughs> and in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who wishes his fitness app would lower its expectations. It's Mark, superhero <laughs> Leonard. This week, we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of Point Break and Trumbo, and some TV in the form of Horace and Pete. Uh, of course, we'll have the usuals with the news and some previews. And come to a bicycle near you. How's everyone? Hi guys. Fantastic. Pretty, good, pretty good. It's Pancake Tuesday here in Ireland. Woo-hoo. Possibly around the world. Pancakes. Mm, indeed. Or for those of you in North America, Crep Tuesday. <laughs> oh, crap. Do they actually Tuesday call it that? The Crep no, Tuesday? No, they no, call it Pancake Tuesday. But I got very confused when I moved to Ireland that people talked about pancakes and it would be on a menu and I'd order it and then crepes would come. And I got mm. very confused that... Did he, you do it more than once? I did, did like, several times. <laughs> Is even, there not a difference between crepes and pancakes? Something huge. about thickness. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The American pancake is fluffy and absorbs maple syrup, whereas the crepe is flat like and is more like an encasement mm. for the filling goodness. For said maple syrup. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Mm. Or ham and cheese. Or ham and, well, see, mm. I, tonight I did reverse order. I had... And a Nutella crepe, and then I had about two uh, jam, lemon, and sugar crepes. Then I finished with the ham and cheese crepe, because ah. I live on the edge Weird. of that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But nice, though. Jeez. So my son Avery had his first taste of pancake today. Ooh, how, how did that, that go? Um, fair, fair only. I made a mm. crucial mistake. I left the Liga box in his line of sight while I was trying <laughs> to get him to eat pancake. He was like, fuck you, Dad. Give me the cookie. Completely. So I showed him a strip of pancake going, this could be your son. <laughs> and that usually gets them I think at that point I may have been blocking the Liga Liga is a kid's biscuit over here I don't know if it's a word phenomenon but um, it's like rusks if that is indeed a word phenomenon oh, it's, far, it's far anyway. better than any rusk <laughs> anyway um, so then he was okay for the, he was up for that he, he did the whole nah uh, which I presume means could I have some of that it looks tasty <laughs> so I broke off a bit and shoved it into him because you can't be giving a big strip of pancake he'd just choke um, and fun as the Heimlich might be on an adult, yeah. it's less so on a kid. <laughs> yeah. So I gave him a bit. He liked it. He ate it. At this stage, I reckon he could see the Liga because he started making noises, which in baby transit, I reckon mean, dad, fuck off with this pancake and give me some Liga goodness. <laughs> so I tried him another bit and then he does this funny thing when he tries to spit something out. He makes puke-like noises, which does nothing to move the food. <laughs> so he goes, bah, bah, which doesn't do anything. <laughs> It just lets me know that he doesn't want it. And he managed to manoeuvre it out of his mouth and took no more pancakes. So I gave him a league and ate the pancake that was destined for him. Well done, Mark. So it's win-win, I think. He got what he wanted. I got what I wanted. Um, and what's your pancake topping of choice? Uh, Nutella or golden syrup? Golden syrup. Disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preference is probably golden syrup, I would say. 
Not even maple syrup, but like the shitty ass corn syrup. Irish, golden syrup. Irish. Sorry, mm. Shauna. Irish. Sean is eating, I'm presuming, pancakes and just nodding furiously over the video. So, Sean, you'll have to translate what all of your gestures mean later once you've eaten. Well, he came, he came from the same house as, as me. So maple syrup wouldn't have been seen in a God-fearing house in this country for a long time. Yeah, do you know when I first when I first started mm-hmm. dating my husband ten years ago, and I went down to their house, and like his sister, I think because we being Canadian, was like, "Oh, we'll have pancakes for breakfast or something, French toast, I think it was." Um, and they pulled out the maple syrup, and I'm saying maple syrup now. Uh, what's this called? <laughs> Inverted commas. Inverted commas. Inverted commas. And uh, mm-hmm. it was golden syrup, and I had to hide my disgust. And instead, <laughs> I went to the supermarket and bought a seven-euro like bottle of maple syrup because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what you eat this with. I mm-hmm. I I cannot with maple mm-hmm. golden syrup. It's disgusting. We're no, I can street. do pancakes with golden syrup because that's the way we were reared. <sighs> but for French toast and the like, I would defer to maple or I prefer See, that. I think my Canadian equivalent is that I would eat Aunt Jemima maple syrup, which Sean might have gotten. Sean, I assume you've had Aunt Jemima? Yeah. Aunt Jemima's Aunt kind of like our golden syrup. It's, it's We kind of need you to cook for us. Who was it that wants to do quinoa flour pancakes? <laughs> what hippie tree-hugging motherfucker <laughs> wants to put quinoa on a pancake? I'd put quinoa on coffee if I could. <laughs> absolutely love it God, yeah. like I eat quinoa there's good reasons to eat it but don't be ruining no, pancakes listen, with no, it listen, I saw a recipe I was looking up a few recipes for like healthy al- healthier alternatives and mm. um, and so I saw that this like is a apple. recipe that exists <laughs> <laughs> or a carrot <laughs> there's two straight off the top of my head <laughs> a nice work Steve you should have ass. a food column <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it didn't happen. The the baby decided she was tired way earlier than I was prepared to uh, get amass my ingredients and look up the internet. So it was more like, the baby's crying, let's make dinner and eat it quickly before I have to go upstairs and spend the next hour putting her to bed. So we did the, we did pancakes the right way. Don't you, don't you worry, Mark. I was asked by my uh, uh, seven-year-old this evening what the difference was between uh, pancakes with all the, what do you call it, uh, uh, crepe. What, what do you call it? The type of pancake when it's not sugary? It is savory. Savory. Yeah, savory. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what's the difference between savory and pizza? I said, uh, size for a start, mm-hmm. usually. And, uh, you know, and then I said, just tomato sauce and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like pizza? Yeah, I do like pizza. Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite pizza? And I said, oh, kind of like uh, Domino's. And he goes, Domino's? Like the ones who sponsored a big, big movie? <laughs> like, exactly that. Like, but where did you get it? And I said, you can get it anywhere. There's one here in, in, in the city. He's going, what? And, I was going, and then I explained the concept. Mind blown. I know. Well, that's the thing. So he was asking me about this. And then I explained the concept of franchise and completely blew his mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you mean like McDonald's and Supermax and Subway? And I was like, yeah, that, that, that's it. Wow. <laughs> It's funny. Anyway, ah, seven-year-olds. That was the anecdote section. Anecdote <laughs> 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 section over. It's good, it's good that we have one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Tell us about Grinder, Mark. You well, watching it this Does week? everybody know that Timothy Oliphant is in Grinder now? No. No. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, man! You got to watch it. I, I I put this on the mm. things we talk about after the uh, anecdote section, so that I could tell you about it. <laughs> So he appears on the beach giving Grinder advice where he mentions, he says, justified, very obviously, <laughs> just to get the plug in. And then he replaces Grinder on the show. He's Grinder's brother who takes <laughs> over, grinding harder. <laughs> 
But it's brilliant. And when I saw him, like I said, oh man, I love this guy. I hope he's a regular on the show. Now that's as far as I've watched. I don't know how, how much further it goes. Does he stick around, Sean? So I've watched a few episodes past. Um, and as far as I can tell, he's a series regular. Although I don't know how certain that will be going forward. But he's in a lot. So he's in a good few episodes. And I agree. Uh, he's very, he's very funny. So he's in a good few going forward. I don't know if that will continue. Cool. I hope it does. Grinder is by far the funniest show I've seen in a while. Like it, it is as funny as Modern Family was when it came out first. Oh wow, that's Rob Lowe's in that, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, he is the grinder. The grinder, and what is the grinder? He grinds. Grinds it- like up on women. Or <laughs> <laughs> grinds no, 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 no. <laughs> there it's- is that double entendre. Mm. But um, he's, he's a, he's a lawyer, dude. Basically, oh. he's his brother is Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years, and okay. grown up Kevin Arnold, but he looks the same. And uh, he it was an actor in a procedural lawyer show, like Suits or something like that, right? But it's much more hammy. And when he comes off the show and tries to become a regular member of society, his brother is a real lawyer, so he feels like he's eminently qualified to do that job. So he turns up, starts living with his brother, and starts working with them for no reason other than he's the grinder. Okay. And he, he treats every situation in real life like it was a scene in his TV show. So the formula is at the start, we see a clip from an episode of The Grinder, then they work that into whatever's happening in, in the, sh- in the regular lives oh, okay. that week. And it's, it's so funny. Rob Lowe is, he's gifted. He is absolutely mm-hmm. gifted at that kind of humor. Um, and especially if you know him from other stuff, like I, I had to suffer through brothers and sisters for many years with, with, with him in it. And if you know him from his serious stuff, you just see him do this and it's brilliant. Like, and everybody, everybody takes him seriously. And there's no reason to at all, except for one girl in the practice who, of course, he must have now. And uh, like, and he'd say something, isn't this true? And she'd be like, no, of course it isn't. And he'd be like, but what you really mean is it is. <laughs> and there's lots of stuff like that. It's just, it's so good. Oh, so I have good. to give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, who's watching uh, Banshee Chapter 2013? I was. What what's that? What was that about, Mike? What twenty thirteen the year? No, no, uh, that was when it was made. I just put that in because I'm a bit fucking anally retentive. Anal. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't you can't do season and episode like they do on Netflix. You put in the year and expect other people to figure out what season and episode that is. No, no, because it was a movie rather than a Netflix series. Ooh. Oh. So it's nothing to do with Banshee, the, the no. stars show. It's just, no, not stars. Yeah. Cinemax yeah. show. Yeah. So just sit back. Take a quiet moment to go fuck yourself, and then I'll tell you about the show. <laughs> I've already started. <laughs> this is a. Uh, I don't know if it's. A, it, I, it is a B movie. It was. Uh, it was made for nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I saw it late, late night on the horror show or on the horror channel. So mm. it, it eminently qualifies to be a B, B movie. Yeah, and the basic story is you have. CIA uh, chemical experiments on citizens during the 60s and 70s and bad things happen as a result yeah. and there are two young people who went to college together um, and one of them decides to investigate this stuff with, the, with a view to writing a book about it so he gets um, a sample of it and it turns out to be really bad stuff and ah. The, there's things starting to go bump in the night and stuff. <laughs> so uh, he disappears, and then his 
his friend from college who just happens to be very pretty and only owns one item of clothing, which is a tight-fitting tank top. (laughs) (laughs) She starts to track down the story. Now, the wonderful thing about it is the acting. Uh, There's uh, Ted Levine is in it, and uh, uh, Katya Williams, I think is her name. Uh, they, They just carry the show because it's... I mean, they've no money, so basically they have to do everything with shadows and handy cams and bullshit found footage and this kind of stuff. It, it's so fucking cheap ass you wouldn't believe, right? But it works oh, really, really, really well. Yeah, um, they've been very clever about it. And I was wondering how is why is this so clever? And then I realized or I didn't realize I just watched the credits at the end. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the executive producer is Zachary Quinto. Oh, ah. Wow. Ah. Um, so he doesn't just star in movies. He's not just a pretty face. Them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, as a B, B movie, it's fucking great. So is it, uh, is it is it still a B movie? It sounds like you're getting ready to promote it there. Yeah, it, it's on the borderline between a, a really quality B movie and a kind of a straight to video oh. offering. So you're gonna have to mark this out of three instead of two. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, possibly. Um, and it's. It's a solid story. It keeps you keeps you engaged. You know, they got numbers stations and CIA thought experiments and illegal right. drugs and cool. possibly a aliens. Boy needs. You know, yeah. <laughs> and uh it, it's it's just great. Um so I'll give this a highly recommended three out of three on the, the B movie extended scale. <laughs> nice one. B movie extended scale. <laughs> No, guys, I, I know I missed last week, so I didn't get to weigh in on all the conversations. Mm-hmm. But um, Did you have issues with it, Shona? Did n- we say something that might have you know stuck with you for the week? Not at all. Steve said that you missed me in the podcast. so I'm glad you picked up on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to edit that in afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a discussion. We said, Jesus, we better From mention her. episode two years ago where you actually said it. like, damn it, she's <laughs> She might listen. We'll have to put in something else. Well, listen, it was sound editing well done. <laughs> um, so The Good Wife, last week I had it on my things of list. I- things I had seen that week, but we never yeah. got to talk about it because I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as well that we wait until this week anyways, because there was some news dropped on it about during the Super Bowl. That it's the oh. last season. Ah. Dum, dum, dum. Whose choice? I think it was cancelled. Mm-hmm. I saw a headline today that said it was cancelled. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so so be does interesting she get divorced in the end? Or? <laughs> does she stop being a good yeah. wife? <laughs> Who knows? She becomes a good nun or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm only, I think, like two episodes into the season so far. And I think we're seeing them at the same rate as what's being shown in America. But um, it looks interesting so far. She's She's got some cop on. She's hmm. she's continuing down her road of being less naive. But um, as per last week's conversation, hmm. no one here is watching it. So I'll just say it was good. Uh, I always wondered about The Good Wife. Is it kind of like House of Cards, only not as good? I wouldn't say tonally they're in the same league at all. Mm-hmm. Oh. House of Cards is brilliant kind of political thriller and The Good Wife is like a soap opera based in politics. Okay, right. So it's, I don't know, West Wing and 24. For two shows I haven't seen? Sure. Let's <laughs> yeah. say, let's sure, say it's yeah. like that. She, she said soap opera though, Mike. I feel <laughs> okay. like that is the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not all soap opera. Like it's, it's Some of the plot lines are political. There's a lot of political stuff in it too. Oh, there are, but I mean soap opera just in terms of like it's really based heavily on the dramas and interpersonal relationships. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So, DC Legends of Tomorrow. Did you? Are you so, continuing to watch this? Absolutely, I'm continuing to watch okay. it. I'm sure Sean is as well. Did so we, I watched on two episodes, two and ago? three. Uh, I'm up to date, <laughs> so I don't know if that's three or four. Anyway, I'm up to date, and it's it's starting to pay off on the promise. Um, we're getting to know the characters all a bit better, as I'd hoped would happen. They're each getting their own featured episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so that's the way they did go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's exactly like Star Trek, right? Okay. So we've got this pool of skills that we can pull from, depending on the issue this week. Is that the way it's working? They kind of split the group into smaller groups and then feature somebody within each one, right? You know, okay, yeah, um, okay. and then there's a focus on somebody each episode. Yeah. Um. There's there's been a death actually already, which is interesting. Was All it right. tragic? It, it was primer. very tragic. It was it was it was a high tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um. But a couple in, I think it was episode two and three, there were these battles where everybody was fighting and I was going, this is what it should look like, right? Mm-hmm. This is when you've got a bunch of, a superhero team, mm-hmm. and I can't say superheroes or supervillains because they're mixed, right? Mm-hmm. Just going at it with bad guys, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. some of them were good guys because yeah. it's complicated, this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just like, you got Freezy Freezy Man shooting his gun, fire two guys, Blasting fire, fire one big guy, blasting his fire gun. Yeah. Then you have um, smart time man shooting his smart time man gun. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Do um, they have two fire guys on one team? Yeah, fire, fire, two people, and then you have fire gun man. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of firepower. Well, That's a lot of fire. Oh, I see what you did there, Mike. You've also got the lady with wings and the man with wings. My favorite characters. Wingy man and wingy <laughs> boy. Yeah. yeah. Girl. No. Yeah. Also, thank you. <laughs> and um, and all through this, we have Katie Lots using each new time period to try on different period outfits. Awesome. Ooh, which exciting. I think is an excellent use of her character. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's 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 just good. It's just good. Like those action scenes are really well put together. I would weigh in even further um, that it's it's very cleverly written from a standpoint of production because they can film half of the show on this one set on the ship. As well as that, that means they can have multiple units filming at the same time. So you've got three characters on the ship having their storyline that can be filmed simultaneously while they're filming their away mission stuff with a different unit. So they're going to be able to do a lot of shit. Like this is, it's going to be really uh, a lot of uh, expanse because anytime they need to save money, just have an episode on the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I would also like to point out... Um, Super ship. <laughs> Super ship, time ship. Uh, feel free, everyone, to go back and uh, check out our initial review of this because I describe a scene, uh, a plot line uh, that happens the next episode. Mm-hmm. Ah, do, do they pretty follow much the, verbatim? Nice. Do they follow the Star Trek tactics of you know an dangerous away mission, sending the captain and the first officer of the ship? directly into harm's way <laughs> with a load of dudes actually, in red jumpers they discuss <laughs> they kind of discuss who who goes like what is our actual modus operandus going to be like what are we actually going to do with these things mm-hmm. and of course people go rogue because you know it's it's not Star Trek it's it's, it's 2016 they're they're not united by the Federation <laughs> protocols they're going to fu- fuck shit up even if there are things basically called time travel protocols which they're definitely going to break. The world should have broken a few times by now, I think, probably. And Wentworth Miller's character is getting the airtime he deserves. I think he's the best character in the show. It's so well acted. The way he talks and everything, it's just, he's really, really good. And they're starting to flesh out, they they spend an episode fleshing out his character a lot, actually. And he just keeps doing this Ocean's Eleven shit, 
that's really, really good. Um, so, so is it because he is the best actor, do you think? Um, or, or just I, the best looking? Oh, oh, I like him, Katie Lotz. He's probably the best looking Katie Lotz is probably show. a better actress as well. Like, oh, you okay. know. I disagree. Well, I have a theory that she's a seven, but she acts like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Victor Garber, who plays Professor Stein, might in fact be the best actor on the show. He's really good as well, yeah. He's definitely I totally loved him in Titanic. <laughs> Alias? Right. Alias. I meant yeah. Alias. Yeah. Speaking of best actors on the show, I have to say, also a week late, I have also finished watching Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. And oh. uh and wow. happy? It is intense. It took me, it took me like three or four days to get through that last episode. I had to keep pausing last it and episode. walking away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was so tense because I'm like, this season is so dark. I, I, I'm afraid of what they're going to do in this finale. So I had to just keep pausing it. But, um, up I can't wait till Celeste is like 16 <laughs> going out for the night. Yeah. No, no, I'm too tense. Could you come home for like half an hour? <laughs> I know. <laughs> You kind of reminded me, do you remember that episode of Friends when Joey was reading The Shining? And he had to put it in the freezer. <laughs> put it in the freezer. Listen, if I could have put, if I could have parted my phone for an hour yeah. or two, it would have gone into the freezer. But, uh, no, I thought it was very good. And Kristen Ritter and, um. Kristen? Kristen. Oh, yeah. Ritter. And what's I his name? David. David Tennant. Tennant. I was going to call him Carpenter. Yeah. yeah, David Tennant. They're both really good. And people keep saying that David Tennant's the, the, the standout actor of the show. I'd give a lot to Kristen Ritter as well, though. It's just, it's fantastic. It's such a good show. Um, huh. it's, and apparently the, Oh, you're already talking about this. This is, I was going to say, I heard somewhere, but it was in this podcast from last week. <laughs> about Such an informative <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Do you know I learned so much from Mrs. Bicycle? Um, I was interested to hear you say that there might, there's potential crossover between Daredevil and Jessica Jones, because I would love that. Because I love Daredevil, and I can't mm. wait to see the two worlds meet. Question. There def- definitively, there will be. Yeah. Mm. Has she showered yet? Um, <laughs> They're holding out on that one. Well, Mike wants a shower that, scene, I know, for a start, but I, I just want to see her a bit cleaner than she That's going to be know? the season two cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know who needs a shower, actually? DC Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. The, the filth bags. They should probably go to, like, a water park or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then freeze it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that would be a great idea. <laughs> um, also this week, Sean. Mm. I presume you're watching The Bold That Is Super. Oh, The Superb Owl. Yeah, mm. let's yeah. let's get right down to it. Yeah. So the Super Bowl took place this past Sunday, mm. but luckily they had commercials in between the people running around for no reason. Thank God. <laughs> so I don't know, like as you mentioned, The Good Wife, uh, there was some Super Bowl stuff happening. It's so expensive to have a commercial in the Super Bowl that there's so much effort put into all these things. I heard 4.4 million was the going rate for a commercial in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I believe it. How many seconds? Like, is a 30 second ad or really? something. Really? Wow. Okay, that's a long time. Okay. Maybe it's less than that. I don't know. People use Google and figure it out. Maybe okay. I'm wrong. <laughs> they put such effort and money and production values into all these commercials. Like, they have one where Jeff Goldblum is trying to sell you a, a service that helps you find an apartment, which, of course, is going to require him to sit on a piano and play it while he is slowly, you know, brought up on a winch up an entire skyscraper full of different styles of apartments right. while people like sing and shit. Um, I, heard, I heard there's one about goats. 
What about goats? That I don't. Did, I don't well. know. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I have to be clear. I was playing Dungeons and Dragons throughout the Super Bowl. Ah, okay. Uh, so I only got about half the commercials. Did you see um, uh, Bianca Dunk singing? Beyonce. Oh, I did yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so everyone. So the halftime show of the Super Bowl was supposed to be Coldplay, and then apparently everyone went. Do you know maybe we could get some people that are. Better. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> relevant. <laughs> so everyone was really shitting on Coldplay, even though I do like Coldplay. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Um, but Beyonce and Bruno Mars oh, yeah. uh, and Mark Ronson, I believe, were there to back him up as well. They all sang together. It seemed like they were all having a great time. It looked like it was a great show. It was good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. More importantly, a new Civil War trailer dropped. Yeah. 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 Tell, yeah. Us more, Tell us more, Sean. Tell us more. So they, they've been holding back a lot. Like, the first trailer, we got, like, the the gist, right? Captain America has to choose between Bucky and between, you know, maybe doing the legal thing or yada yada, and it looks like he's choosing Bucky. And then we get to see some consequences of that. This other one, basically, is just going, Bucka, ducka, ducka, ba, ducka, ba, explosion, flying, flying. And then Iron Man, who apparently is being filmed as if he's a monster, at certain parts of this movie, gets to do that cool thing where he's like flies up an elevator shaft and then opens it with his like arms. And the only line of dialogue I remember, and maybe the only line of dialogue in this new trailer, is Iron Man ripping open those elevator doors and going, "You chose the wrong side." And then it just switches to group shots of the two the two sides, like uh, Team Iron Man, Team Cap, across each other at what looks like it's about to be a final battle, and then it cuts to a series of hashtags. So it just lets you support. Whoever you want uh, on either side, Team I, Cap, Team Iron Man. I hope it's a dance off. <laughs> Dude, hey, that's Iron Man 2. You think of Iron Man 2 for that. Um, what I'm really interested in is that they still haven't shown Spider Man. Like, they're holding back a lot. They haven't shown any Tom Holland, any Spider Man stuff, as far as I can see, which means either there will be one last trailer, like the day before the movie comes out, where they'll reveal it, or they won't. And you'll have to see the fucking movie if you want to see Spider-Man. It's going to be a really interesting marketing campaign to follow. Hmm. So perhaps we won't see all the movie before we see the movie this time. Hmm. Which would be uh, fresh. That would be great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they do that now, Steve. I think you're being a little well, bit, a little bit um, fishy. disingenuous. Well, what was the, the last Marvel movie? I felt like I'd seen the whole movie before. Avengers Rise of Ultron. Mm-hmm. You hadn't, though. It felt like it. There, like there was. I know Ant Man. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think yeah. of Ant Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So Fantastic uh, Four. Sean, maybe. I, sorry, I, I, sorry, Sean. Is it because I, I hate, they're all the same. I hate to put you on the spot, Sean, but uh, who won the Super Bowl? <laughs> it was the Denver Broncos. Broncos. <laughs> I thought I'd catch him. The score, I'd catch him. The score was fourteen to seven. Maybe I got it. Maybe I just nailed it just there. Then I don't think that was a score. Was it? No, it was, it was a fifty-four to four or seven no, or something. Peyton Manning it, retired. It's his last Super 2014, Bowl. Twenty fourteen. Well done, Sean. <laughs> Much like the last season of The Good Wife. Did you win the Dungeons and Dragons though? That's the yeah. That's oh, what really that's counts. Very well. Yeah. That's, if you have I'll, fun, I'll... then you win. Did you, Steve, did you ever play Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, when I was a bit eight, I think. No way you'd appreciate it at eight. So no, you ever played it as too old when I was nine? I think. <laughs> I've never played it before. My brother and his friends used to play it in our house, but I never got invited. I used to play with my brother and my friends, and Sean used to watch. 
Dungeon Dragons, and there was another one I as well. Because he was eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, the, and therefore not qualified to make a judgment on how not good a game it was. To play. Yeah. A little underdeveloped, I, I think, maybe. tried <laughs> to start a group. I started to, to, to create a group of Dungeons and Dragons people with neighbors. Mm. And uh, it turned out that one of the guys that lived near me was a bit of a Jesus person. Mm. And he got a notion that Dungeons and Dragons was satanic. Mm. Ah. And Probably he true. started like asking my mom and dad questions mm. about what was going on with Mark these mm. days, because I was asking his, his son to play like, mm-hmm. yeah. and it became this really big thing where they mm. thought that like I was into the devil and I was saying, no, man, I don't mm. believe in either of those fools. <laughs> <laughs> Which needless to say, didn't help my case. Yeah. But uh, anyway, his son mm. never played Dungeons and Dragons. I played with people th- whose dads weren't Jesus people. Mm-hmm. Okay. My faith is in our good Lord Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's it like oh. actually I had a, uh, not not too dissimilar but it was the other way my dad thought I was uh, looking to join the brotherhood or something because I was listening to Enigma do you remember Enigma, <laughs> <laughs> Enigma always had a back and track that return yeah, to yeah. innocence yeah yeah, hey, yeah. 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 that's right yeah. that was, <laughs> was going through my head as well yeah, and I remember him asking me up. about it and he really had this worried look on his face you know yeah. like what, what, what is this you know yeah. Steve seriously yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway I digress. Um, okay, let's go to the news. So there was a bit of a court case this week. Yes. I'd say there was several. There was one in particular that uh, kind of hit the news. Um, would, it, would it be relevant to our podcast in te- film and television? Yes, it would. Well, then which, which court case was this? This was the court case um, about a certain guy, uh, Mr. Pearson, who was walking through a tube station in the UK, mm-hmm. and uh, he passed by someone who uh, later accused him of, uh, I think it was sexual assault, with mm-hmm. a bit of penetration and stuff. No way. Yeah. Yes, penetration. I, I think the accusation was rape, wasn't it? Uh, but that's what yeah. Steve just described, I think. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, so during the, the, the trial went on for three days, and uh, during that, the defense uh, found... CCTV footage and played it and it showed him walking by the person in question with one of his hands holding the strap of his bag and the other hand holding a newspaper and it shows him just walking straight by not breaking his stride and keeping going still holding both <laughs> so <laughs> how he did it we don't know uh-huh. but uh, yeah and the the other problem was that she couldn't pick him out of a lineup mm-hmm. and allegedly and I stress allegedly mm-hmm. this actress will be in Game of Thrones next season mm. And oh, she, it's a famous person. And a, an award winning, uh, she can't be named in the UK, which we, mm. we, we uh, don't fall under. Um, but uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm still not going to say it until, until you know, it, it's been confirmed, but uh, mm. it's been confirmed by sources and sources, mm-hmm. but not directly to me. So it's, it's mm. kind of hearsay, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. hence I use allegedly. But yeah. the poor guy has had a year of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ. And she's not really helping mm-hmm. the cases of those who do, do mm. are in such a situation mm-hmm. but anyway I just thought it was uh, something that people should probably look up on Twitter if they're interested mm-hmm. yeah and never carry a man bag in public <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but had the this is the thing had the CCTV footage not been there 
mm-hmm. you know, um, he could have been in trouble. But anyway, his yeah. problem was that he... Uh, Thank he, God for he, constant he, population surveillance he, yeah. <laughs> and intrusion yeah. on our privacy. <laughs> he, he cooperated. I think that was his problem. Yeah, he started talking too much and uh, sort of let himself down the dark hole. Mm. Anyway, um, another thing that went on this week. Uh, have you heard of this, uh, this Channel 4 program called The Jump? It's yes. on I haven't, C- Steve. It's on season three. about it. Ski jumping, right? Yeah, so this is... Um, it is on Channel 4 because ITV didn't want to take it because it was too dangerous, they said. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, th- it involves people in sort of a uh, Big Brother uh, slash Ski Sunday thing. Crossover, <laughs> right? <laughs> bear, bear with me, bear with me, right? So there's about 16 contestants and what they do is they do competitions and uh, for a number of weeks and it might be, uh, you know, what do you call it, a ski cross. It might be, uh, you know, the skeleton thing where they go down like mm-hmm. uh, bobsleigh yeah. and there's a number of other events, yeah, right? Like extreme plow. Yeah, yeah, that kind <laughs> of thing, right? But the uh, the thing is, uh, it's the two people who come uh, sort of last at the end of the week, they have to do a uh, a jump off. So they do the ski jump. And the person training him is Eddie the Eagle, right? Okay. <laughs> and so the, <laughs> the person who gets furthest gets to stay. Right. And the other person is gone. But the mm-hmm. problem is this year that uh, they didn't have any withdrawals in the last two seasons. But this season, four of them have gone out injured. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. I, I was going to say, do you qualify for next week if you go furthest but you don't actually survive the jump? Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah, so uh, Mark might know a few of these guys. I don't know. Made in Chelsea. Do you watch that? Mm-hmm. I know some of the stars. Yeah, so Mark Francis Van Deli. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. He fractured his ankle. Hey. Oh no! That's on Sunday. Uh, Bet Tweedle, Tweedle. Do you know who that is? It's another familiar. Kind of, yeah, well, uh, she's still in hospital uh, after neck surgery, which involved having uh, you know a piece of bone taken from her hip God. after fall and uh, during rehearsals and having it on on some vertebrae. Um, fellow Olympian Rebecca Adlington. Um, oh. She's a sol- shoulder injury. injury. Uh, Holby City actress. Tina Hobley, mm-hmm. uh, she dis- dislocated her elbow and fractured her arm in two places. Mm-hmm. And Jesus. Linford Christie has been out because he, pu- he I think, his hamstring injury, mm-hmm. but he's hoping to come back. But anyway, um, Eddie the Eagle is sort of defending the show, saying, well, actually, um, this is uh, not du- due to the producers. It's mm-hmm. down to uh, the celebrities who should bear the brunt of the blame because um, they're not practicing and uh like if they've an hour free, they're not going up and down, and up and down. Mm-hmm. They'll go up and down once and then go for coffee. And he said, right. yeah, if you don't practice, that's what happens. So anyway. You know, Steve, this actually reminds me of a show that was pretty popular there a few years back, uh, especially in Italy. The Gladiatorial Games, um, pretty, pretty popular at the time. Uh, how many other celebrities and, and minorly popular actors and actresses are going to be injured uh, this upcoming week? Do we know? Can we place bets? Can we can we watch them bleed? Is there like a hospital cam? <laughs> no, um, no, this is the thing. In this season, before the season, I don't think uh, anyone withdrew in the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Wow. So th- sure. this is down to genuine sort of, you know, fractures mm-hmm. and dislocations. And uh, Pat, Pat, Sean is right. Paddy Power must be making a market on this. <laughs> now, I know what Chael Sonnen would say about those guys. It would, <laughs> no, I'd, I'd take your point if it was happening during the showing uh, shows, but it's happening during rehearsals and it's happening, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. very dangerous. It does. A very, yeah. a very uh, high kind of, cost to be trying to get a, a boost to your celebrity. What kind of liability insurance they have is what I'm wondering. Yeah. What was the thing Noel Edmonds did where somebody died doing a stunt? Remember the game show was on oh, Saturday that's nights. Right. Yeah. 
something about Saturday was in the title. A, a ring was of it, fire. Was it Noel Edmonds, or? the box guy? Wasn't that the thing jumping off he a train or something? Wasn't it? No, someone was in a flaming container, which sounds like a joke, but it's not. And the container fell, was it? Sounds like a band, actually. <laughs> yeah. right, supposed yeah. to get out of the container, but it, it fell bef- unexpectedly. Oops. I can't. I can't actually I, remember the. Yeah, the I remember the occurrence. Story. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I remember Noel couldn't do the show anymore. Like it's. It's. I think he was struggling being on TV for a while. But obviously, he's back doing the yeah. box, as you pointed out, Shona. The box with money show. I forget what it's called. <laughs> it's called Dealer <laughs> yeah, no deal. Deal, deal, no deal. deal. That's it. <laughs> Uh, your name is better. Containers actually might be what they're calling it, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually my grinder handle, so that works. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, yeah, so okay, let's crack on. Also, oh yeah, sorry, you some sorry, Sean. Yeah, uh, piece of news. I'm very surprised it, it didn't come up already. I did not send this to anyone during the week because I presumed he'd be like, "Lol, already saw it." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt LeBlanc, just tell us the news, man. Matt LeBlanc is going to be co-hosting the new Top Gear. Cool. Good point, Joey. Mm-hmm. Is that cool? Yeah, what do you think that's gonna? What do you think? We, that's we totally like? already knew that, Sean. We totally already knew that. I don't know why you're even bringing that up. Yeah. Um. Actually, the last time he was on mm-hmm. Top Gear, he he did the star, you know, the, in the reasonably priced car section mm-hmm. where they go around the track and set a time and they compare to all the other stars, and he did quite mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. He did very, very well. So the the man can drive anyway. Let's, yeah. let's see he's if a, he's he's a naturally funny guy. He doesn't need a script. Let's hope so. <laughs> he's a bit <laughs> droll and low key though, isn't he? Like when he's off script. Yeah, a bit yeah. like Jeremy Clarkson. Well, uh, no, no, he's almost shy. Nearly. Probably not as tall as Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> uh, no, he's a bit. Yeah. Well, that's a pity, like because wasn't Jeremy Clarkson's tallness helping tall people get better cars? Um, but um. <laughs> Um, oh God! I'm trying to make a point about about Joey from Friends. Like he's he's like kind of he uh, doesn't seem like a guy who'd be a good presenter because of the the speedy talks at nearly when he's making jokes on chat so, shows and that he's really like sedentary in the way he talks. Droll. Be, yeah, to yeah. be a presenter, you have to be more snappy, right? You have to become hitting mm. them with stuff, hitting mm. them with stuff, moving on, moving on, next next piece. Yeah, that's mm. true. Good mm. point. But he's going to have a wingman though. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe two. he'll just do yeah. color. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was serious. <laughs> I was serious. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, play by play guy moves it along, and the color guy jumps in with the odd quip. Okay, commentary <laughs> <laughs> works. I used to do that, you know. Damn you! <laughs> Let's start with the first of our movies. Uh, Why not? Which is uh, the point that breaks? So, watching Point Break. 2015, as it's labelled on IMDb, though I'm watching it in 2016, which confused me right from the (laughs) get-go. Not having seen the original Point Break, which is a lie, I did see it, but it falls outside the statute of limitations of my memory. So the only thing I could remember from the original Point Break was the joke in that um, Simon Pegg film. Remind us, Mark. <laughs> Whose name I also Hot can't <laughs> Hot, fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. The joke in Hot Fuzz. So that was the only thing that I knew would have to happen. So Point Break talks about a surfer guy who does snowboarding infiltrating a group of extreme criminals. It's basically the plot of um, Fast and Furious 1. Hmm. Only it's using uh, mountains instead of roads and snowboards instead of cars. Hmm. And Vin Diesel has a beard. Yep. And it's all like, bruh, come on, bruh. Hmm. 
do for yeah, the trees. Yeah, there's accents as well. There's, there was a the lot trees. less accents in, um, in yeah. uh, Fast and Furious. I, I enjoyed the original. And I knew this was going to turn out to be uh, another one of these Italian job remakes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all shiny, good looking, but can't really act that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they, 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 they hit all the main points of the characteristics mm-hmm. of the movie, mm-hmm. but it's just a bit too shiny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, uh, like the Shannara Chronicles that are just, you know, very <laughs> yeah. different people. Well, the, this year's Game of Thrones. <laughs> the, like, <laughs> you the, can't keep saying that. The, the original, it had personality, you know. You, I mean, you would Gary Boosie, you would mm. the Red Hot Chili Peppers mm. popping up in the middle of it. Patrick, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. and Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. You know, Do so. You know, mm. Can I just say that the first song I ever wrote was called Patrick Swayze is my hero and it went oh. Patrick Swayze is my hero Patrick Swayze <laughs> is my hero and that was the whole song could we have that that's for quite a good theme song. song at the end Actually, of this episode that sounds pretty sure yeah, yeah. great Must new, new, uh, new podcast theme song yeah. sorry to interject it was just critical that I let oh. everyone know that Steve have you so, got more stuff you want to say yeah <laughs> so this is uh, Point Break 2015 mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Utah is now played by a boy from Home and Away mm-hmm. um, he's back he suffers an extreme sports tragedy early on, which mm. no one saw coming, I'm sure, <laughs> considering what he was at and the angle the, the camera took. But it was pretty extreme. So Johnny decides to become an FBI agent. And seconds later, he has his first case, coincidentally <laughs> investigating a series of extreme sports robberies performed in an extremely extreme sports kind of way. So Johnny looks at some maps and some extremely random photos of extreme sports and comes up with a theory that Sherlock would have been extremely proud of. Extremely. Uh, these guys must be extreme sports dudes, he says. What with their extreme motorcycle stunts and extreme parachuting. Dude. Um, so, I was extremely disappointed. Uh, there was no sign of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like I said. Not Gary Boosie, but... Um, in that, the dialogue was extremely brutal. The action scenes are either extremely CGI'd or run on reruns of different angles of the same clips. Um, so, continuity... Is a bit off. <laughs> it's uh, and it was funny because I was I was wondering did the director like was he in the same country as the cinematographer, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so then I looked it up and it turns out they're the one and the same guy. Really? Yeah. So because you can see them coming down a bit and then you see there's another camera angle coming down the same bit and it's it's pretty obvious this is like the fourteenth or fifteenth time they've done it because mm. the, you can see the marks on the snow of the previous runs right? <laughs> on this pristine mountaintop, right? So it's just like oh god. And so there's a sleeping cameraman at the side. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you so, ju- maybe you just become part of it and now you can see the line. <laughs> yeah. So as for con- mm. continuity, you know, it it it's not unlike Fast and the Furious sort of in that regard. Really. Ho um, ho ho. Um, do so, not put them in the same category. Yeah, I, I, I would just tell you that this is bad. It's extremely bad. <laughs> I have my extreme, opinion. I'll, extreme, I'll tell you what I think yeah. about it in a minute. Mm, yeah, so it's, uh, it's fluff. It's fluff. It's not even visual chewing them. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a bit visual. It's got some actiony bits that uh, you've, I don't know. You have seen better. Like you have seen better. They're, they're all a bit. They're, they're a bit. OTT and they're gone so OTT a bit mm. like Fast and the Furious that they look a bit cheap stop you know, putting Fast so. and the Furious in the same <laughs> category as this film I'm, I'm telling you if if I owned both DVDs if in in a parallel universe mm. they'd be on the same shelf mm. for sure mm. yeah they would be but you would watch Fast and Furious a couple of times you'd only watch this no, one once no 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 
Well, I've seen Fast and Furious many times. I'd watch it again. I'm ready to review Point Break now. <laughs> All right, go Can it be my turn? Now, now that you've got a few boxes to tick, yeah, go for it. Can it be my turn? <laughs> I think the big thing that was missing from this film was heart. There was no on-screen chemistry whatsoever. Boom, yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Utah. That, that's because there was nothing that passed the Bechdel test in this movie. Oh, yeah, what was Teresa Palmer doing in there? <laughs> she's just looking pretty. <laughs> sex. That was, that's, sex. She did sex with somebody. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what so. she's there for. Um, I, I guess I was horrified by that alone, but the real problem was the acting. I didn't realize that guy was in Home and Away, um, the Johnny Utah guy, but he he wasn't good. Um, the beardy Patrick Swayze um, was also not good. And between them, they had nothing in the way of chemistry. Like, it is ridiculous in The Fast and the Furious when Vin Diesel decides to tell Paul Walker in his garage, having known him for 25 minutes, about what happened with his dad, right? Yeah, yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. But Vin Diesel hit that scene with conviction. Paul Walker was there making sympathetic face expressions with conviction <laughs> and the scene worked. And you knew why these guys were bonded and you knew why Paul Walker was in too deep, right? It made no sense why any of the people in the group that were there were friends. They had um, an archetype for each one of the gang from The Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. but they were ne- none of them were as good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, ju- it just it just missed that spark. And maybe it was Keanu and Patrick Swayze that had it and these guys that don't. I, I don't know, but it definitely yeah. wasn't there. And I think it's it's outdated now. And unfortunately, Vin Diesel is about to do the same thing because he's making another triple X movie, which is itself an extreme sports thing. <laughs> but I think the time for movies about extreme sports have passed. The only place I want to see um, scenes with people snowboarding and diving and mountain climbing is on an ad for some Red Bull exposition. Um, certainly not a full length movie where about 30% of it is something going downhill. Although, you know, uh, what I was thinking during one of the uh, sort of extreme sports scenes was, uh, God, Bond made this so much better, you know, so many times. You know? They would have had guns yeah. like, and they'd be yeah. shooting dudes and there would have been <laughs> and a be more exciting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And when well, he got to the bottom point. of the hill, there'd yeah. been a fucking martini waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of the French Gary Bushi? Like, why, why was he there? Uh, apart from to drive a boat now and again, mm. you know, or was he not? That was English? Winston? Is it? Yeah, his uh, English Winston. guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or sorry, English. Sorry, not it made no guy. sense mm-hmm. that there was an English guy in the FBI for starters. That's yeah. my first problem. With it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was actually decent. You know, his bits were okay because I think he he gets the whole acting thing, pretending to be somebody else and doing it convincingly. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> this was a secret he shouldn't have kept to himself on set. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, so true. Well, Ray Winston, isn't it? Isn't that his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was quite good, but again, like, so what does he have to do? He, he's doing a role him. that everybody else has already done, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm kind of a little bit sorry, Shauna. Do you want to go? First? No, please, Mike. Yeah, ladies first. Listen, you made me a cup of tea. Take the opportunity and go okay. first. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a chauvinist pig. Go first, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, you guys have been around for a while watching movies. Not as long as you. <laughs> and I'm I'm a bit taken aback at how shocked you are at the approach they took to this. Because, like, it's, it's interesting, Steve Steve mentioned the word personality in in his initial assessment of this. Because the the first movie was full of personality, full of chemistry. It was cool. And things have moved on. And the the modern movie industry has 
realized that if you want to put bums on seats, you have to take account of the old adage that you can't fuck a personality. <laughs> oh God, Nick. where are you going? <laughs> so they go. They this movie stars love like all men. So I'm curious <laughs> yeah. to know where you're going with this. So basically, they basically just, you're not the only woman he's made a cup of tea for. Basically, they've dispensed with any kind of pretense of making like a a movie as such. It's just a display. So they'll get good-looking people, put them on the screen, have stuff kind of either explode or move fast or bang into stuff or drop out of planes, and people will go and watch that shit. Yeah. And there's a vague cultural memory that Point Break used to be good. Yeah. So people say, oh, let's go see it. And that's all they care. They're They're just looking for your dollars. You're 100% right, Mike. And I'm, I, people like me are part of the reason why that works for Hollywood. But when even I am pushing back on an action film saying it has no heart, then they've finally gone too far. <laughs> this, this is the point of no return. Do you, do you think this is the reason that there were no previews available for it? To review it in advance? <laughs> definitely, if that's the case, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'd say so. Because yeah. it would have got a terrible score. Like, yeah. Can I, can I say... 90%. It got what nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It has nine percent. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> who is giving it nine? Like who is rating it that has gotten to nine percent? That's what I want to know. <sighs> and you know, to say that I I only had time this week to see one movie, and I fucking chose Point Break. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. Oh my god, I hate you guys. Burned. <laughs> I was like, wow, FBI, I haven't seen the originals. Like, FBI guy infiltrates, like, a criminal gang. That could be interesting. Mm. And uh, it's so bad. Yeah. It could have been worse. It could have been one of Steve's films for the international Oscar. I would a thousand (laughs) times prefer that to this movie that's like the bromance from Fast and the Furious. It was just, (laughs) I'm yawning talking about the film. That's how enthralled I was. I don't even know if I have, if I hate it enough to be able to make my review interesting, except mm. to say that I think Mark hit it on the head that there's no personality here. Um, considering this was a, f- a, a, a f- movie, um, full of guys, um, if you can't fuck a personality, then I assume it's, <laughs> it's women they're trying to get into the seat, but I, I even wouldn't fuck the people on screen. It's just like they, like. So they've really fucked up. <laughs> they've really fucked up. Um, yeah, it was pretty boring, and it, it it became to me almost parody levels of hilarious. The relationship between the the new found uh, Keanu Reeves and mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze, you know, with the like, mm-hmm. you have to make something better, get something back, give more than you take. And oh yeah. Like, sorry, well, the whole philosophy. Sorry, of oh, the philosophy, and they don't even explain. It's, what, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, bad. Yeah. And the plot jumps all over the place. Like you think it's about like this FBI thing, and then the FBI kind of goes away for a long time, and it's about this guy trying to learn how to do extreme sports. Um, extremely. Extremely. <laughs> but even that was shot really poorly, like you were mm, saying, Steve. Right. I mean, there was one scene where they're. Um, I don't know if you'd call it cliff diving or I don't know. They jumped off of a mountain yeah. and their suits had wings when they kind Wing of suits. 
And they looked ridiculous. They looked like flying squirrels. And I'm thinking, and they showed that shot for like 20 minutes. Yeah, it went on too long. Half, All that, actually, half that movie was them drifting down the air like flying squirrels. And it was ridiculous. Exactly. Uh, you know what? I meant to bring that up. Uh, the very, very first scene where they're on the dirt bikes. Mm. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're at the top of the hill and they're like, right, let's go for it kind of thing. And they, they found the new trail and they went going and there was like, Holy shit, this is like the half hour walk in the snow. You know, it's just like they, they went on and on going and on. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get the message. You know, they, we've, we've got that bit. The, yeah. They're going downhill and it's, yeah. yeah they're See, good, where is something know. like, I wouldn't be a huge Fast and Furious fan either, but, um, do you know, my You're dog, lost, my, my GP still makes fun of me. When I was pregnant, I went into her and she said, how are you feeling? And I said, I'm fine. But I cried when I saw Fast and Furious 7 this week. <laughs> and she still won't let me live it down. I'm talking it up to the pregnancy hormones, but I have not lived that down. But um, I think Fast and Furious action at least moves on. It's kind of fast-paced. Um, I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> In places. It is yeah, both yeah. fast and furious. Yeah. Whereas, whereas true to uh, name. Yeah. Point Break was just, you know, kind of showing the same thing over and over again. There was no movement there's no progression and, mm-hmm. and like if you're into if you're if you're going to make a movie that's supposed to be actiony and interesting to watch mm-hmm. and they just keep showing the same thing for like 20 minutes that's not mm-hmm. it's not a lot of bang for your buck mm-hmm. it's boring and i didn't like it mm-hmm. the end mm-hmm. the philosophy about is it the kozaki 8 kozaki mm-hmm. 8 yeah osaki 8 <laughs> yeah. like that was crystal skull levels of plot Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. Yeah, it made it absolutely no sense. I quite like the Crystal Skull. Is that like the Crystal Maze? No, it's uh, it's Indiana a lot Jones like Crystal Maze. Oh yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so what, what? What were they looking for? Enlightenment or something again? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, so this can you is imagine, water. Like, can you imagine the drugs white. that were going on in the writing studio when they but came up with that? Just the thing. It was just like so. So we have to do like earth, wind, fire kind of thing. Yeah, but uh. why? Uh, don't ask that question just just go with it just go with it and I just kept thinking while I was watching this like multiple people had to green light this film for it to get on our screens multiple people said this is a worthy investment of studio money this is the thing I meant to look up the budget you know just for the laugh Um, I wish I had now I forgot you know a lot of people worked really hard on this movie oh wait Sean has the budget I'm going to pause your opinion Mike Sean give it to us Oh, I didn't know we could pause Mike's opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know. Fi- finally, Sean discovers the secret of his bicycle. <laughs> um, the budget for this movie was 105 million US dollars. Wow. Oh, my God. Would you like to know the box office? Yeah. yeah. Go on. 116.5 million US dollars. No way. Wow. That's what it says. Wow. Directed was by so Erickson right. Core. Hmm. But there's another so hundred many million having of... sex with not personalities. <laughs> <laughs> there's another hundred million of marketing on that as well, though, isn't there? Was it I don't know, but I'll say this: that's not really a profit. No, it's hmm. not. It's not. It's not really. It's technically a profit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but eleven point yeah. five million is really not why you spend that much time. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially, some amount of thought, or at least a lot of hours, where you think that you're thinking uh, to make a movie. Yeah. I... Right. Have we abused this movie enough? I think so. Okay. Uh, do you want to mark it so? Let's do it. Start with you, Shona. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier because 
it's so low in a score, I'm tempted to give it like B-level movie scores. So I think it has to be graded in and around there. There's some good B-movies out there. <laughs> yeah, be careful now. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so I'm, I think I'm going to have to give it a three. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, yeah. And the three is mostly for effort. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Mark? If you're making an action movie, like Shona said, the action has to be interesting. Yeah. They managed to make action uninteresting. And that is a sin that I cannot forgive. It's a two. Yeah. Mike. The very first scene of this movie, the two boys are sitting there on motorbikes and they do a fist pump. And the very first thing that came into my mind was the other guys with the rock (laughs) (laughs) in for the bushes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just couldn't take this fucking movie seriously after that. Yeah. This, This is, this is a, uh, this is a two. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. shite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go with a three. Actually, yeah. Um, thank. You. I was worried that I was going to be the one giving it like the highest mark, and I no, didn't feel no, like no, that no. was fair. So thanks. No, I think three is a fair mark. Mm. All right. Yeah, uh, for effort. Yeah, <laughs> but very little effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie oh. is shite. Don't see it. Yeah. Home yeah. and away is actually quite interesting <laughs> these days. So your man will probably <laughs> go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so next up we have the first of our TV, which is uh, Harrison Pete. Sean. Harrison Pete from Louis C.K. Uh, interestingly, dropped uh, with no heraldry. It was not announced. Uh, just appeared on Louis yeah. C.K.'s website. He sent out an email to his subscribers. Uh, it tracks the story of a bar, an Irish bar uh, in America in what I believe to be New York uh, that has been run by a Horace and a Pete for 100 years Horace the Eighth, played by Louis C.K., uh, and Pete the Eighth, played by Steve Buscemi, basically run a bar, and we get to see a day of that bar's operations, uh, as it seems the trials and tribulations are going to uh, beset them on all sides, both internally and externally. Enemies, both foreign and domestic. So this was in his TV. It's not a series, right? It's a miniseries. Yeah. So is there, I watched an hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. of it. Is that it? No. No, no, no. That's no. episode one. Episode one. Oh, Christ. There's more of that. <laughs> there is. So, and, you know, it's experimental. It's not going to be something like uh, yes. we're used to from Louis C.K. And he's not following the normal, uh, you know, uh, checkbox ticking kind of formula of uh, I'm multi-camera. Gu- I'm guessing why he's probably dropped it on his website rather exactly. than a, a mm-hmm. typical... Exactly. Well, as soon as you don't have a couple boxes ticked on your TV show or movie, that's where you lose me right away. Right. Um, So this is this is like a play. It's a play that was filmed with cameras. Yes. Yes. So and this is I would have preferred if they just left it in a theater. But have you ever seen Dogtown before? I've ever seen what? Dogtown with Nicole Kidman. No, No, I probably avoided that. Uh, This is sort of the way uh, the original multi cameras uh, used to be shot. Like way back when, and this is why he's he's bringing it back to it. Uh, just as cheers, as, exactly. Back to it's it's not quite reminding me of cheers. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to exactly. So the, because it hasn't been done like that, he thought let's try this, and he's not under any uh, you know obligations to anyone or any uh, sort of pressure to do anything else. He's just doing it sort of as an experiment to see how it goes and see if it might be a new age in TV or you know. 
Well, God knows what we need is people trying to come up with new things. Like I think we talked a lot about yeah. um, on our end of year awards show about how things are just being repeated, right? <laughs> right. Um, but uh, well, let's right. Let's I'll stop being reductive at the very start. Let me say what was good about it: acting, writing, characterization, all very good. Um, story was interesting as stories like this go. Um, I thought they had some really strong cast. Yeah. I saw, was it Nurse Jackie appeared for like 10 minutes at the end of the, the episode that I watched. Edie Falco? Edie Falco, yeah. yeah. She was Mrs. Soprano? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the, and the likes of that, like everybody that was in that show did their parts really well. Like 50-year-old district uh, assistant DA and a girl that was chatting them up, they were really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was your man that used to be the president? The um, Alan, old Al- Uncle Al- Pete. Alan... Alan Alda. Alda. He was in MASH, wasn't he? MASH guy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's he was really good. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought he was, like, because his character was kind of the most ridiculous, but he was really believable playing it. And I think he got the, the majority of the best lines, I think. He was nearly, yeah. he, he was nearly the, the comic relief in it. Um, yeah. yeah. But I'm probably the least qualified to talk about this. It sounds like you guys all really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it at all. I wish that it was a 45 minute TV episode, which is what our TV pick is supposed to be, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, I can see that there, there's certainly merit to it. It's, it's not, it's not rubbish. Um, for people that don't want to watch something like that, I'm, I'm sure it's really good. I hated it. I wouldn't fancy watching another episode ever again. Um, I didn't think it was. There was any movement, like it was, it was two locations, just like if it was on a stage, you know, like there was the bed set upstairs and there was the bar. That was it. Nothing else. People moved in, people moved out. Random guy came in, did a speech, you know, and he disappeared for a while. Just again, just like a play. So no, it's, um, it's not for me. Someone else should say nice things about it now. I'm, I'm not far off where you are on this, Mark. Uh, Like I, I enjoyed it in that it was different and I enjoyed it because, uh, of uh, Alan Alba, is it? Is that what we said? Alden Alda. 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 Sorry, yeah, I always get it wrong. Like Alderon. Yeah, Alda. Um, yeah, like I really enjoyed his parts, and Steve Buscemi is really good as well. Um, actually, yeah, everyone's really good, but they were the ones that I particularly liked. But it, I felt it dragging a bit. I mean, I think it was too long for me. I'd like to see episodes that are a little bit more concise, uh, like a TV show episode. Mm, uh, no, uh, you see, I enjoyed the format, but it, it, I just thought it. Just you can do that for. Well, long, wasn't Cheers like twenty long. minutes or something? I don't know. I can't yeah, but they're doing it, very it, different it, things. Yeah, they. They. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that said, you know the 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 stage setup and so on that didn't bother me so much. Um, but I did find myself watching characters who weren't in the spotlight at the time. What are they doing? And you can see them, they're doing exactly theater style, sort of nodding mm-hmm. or just sort of chatting away, you know, just said bread and butter, bread yeah, and butter, bread and butter, too, bread yeah. and butter, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> sort of, it, took, it took the focus away for me, you know, because I was kind of busy, you know, watching what was going on in the background. But that's it. I didn't, I did enjoy it, but I'm not sure I want to sit through another hour and 20 minutes. Oh, God, no. You know, I don't think I got enough from it, let's say. Um, yeah, just started to drag. Mm-hmm. I think I'd agree with you there that an hour and 20 minutes is a lot to watch for this style of show that he's doing. It's something yeah. that I haven't really seen done before. I mean, I see what you mm. what you mean about the comparisons with Cheers, mm. um, but I'd say they're not really a like-for-like comparison. And 
this show I, I didn't really know anything about it before I started watching it and um that was the beauty no one did yeah well, I suppose that's yeah, yeah. that's true yeah, and yeah. so because he actually went and well, he was his own distributor and promoter because yeah. he just launched it through his website on his website yeah, yeah, yeah. so complete, pay, he's doing the pay Beyonce on, it, on the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and um you know, when I was watching it, the first the first twenty minutes or so, I was like, "Wow, this is really like a play." And because it's filmed in like the camera's just sitting there in like one continuous scene almost, and you know, there are times that the actors kind of fob their lines and they just kind of have to pick up and yeah. keep going. Mm, yeah. It's not perfect. You know, there's one time where one of the minor characters says, "You know," and then she has to play pay the bill, and she just it's a small slip up like that that you can. It's actually like you're watching theater. Yeah. yeah. And um. Then about halfway through the episode, there is literally an intermission. It comes up on screen. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that yeah. that mistake was a mistake on purpose to give the effect of it being a play. Well, see, well, there you go. I mean, Could it's been, yeah. it's whether intentional or not, it definitely. So it doesn't come heavily. out. It doesn't come out as as polished, and it's like it's a, not at all. It's like a second or third reading. Yeah, of, and you know, even like yeah. the acting style is very theatrical in that, like it definitely seems fake. Yeah. But you're kind of just listening. It's more about the dialogue than it is about the delivery, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I liked about it was the the dialogue that was written. I think there were some interesting conversations that happened in the bar. Um, there was one in particular I, li- I liked about uh, this one guy who was kind of mediating between um, a Republican and conservative discussion because there's Trump on the television in the bar and they kind of get into things. And he starts kind of asking them, interesting questions about their point of view about what their politics meant and how they think their politics is perceived it was an interesting conversation i found myself thinking about it later on that day and uh and afterwards um there was also some character development that i thought was really interesting steve buscemi's in particular i mean that's kind of the the storyline i'm most interested in um where where he's going off his medication and there's serious repercussions for that as well as um the woman that plays uh louis ck's daughter i think louis ck and the characters i've seen him play he tends to do kind of uh, i don't know if i'll call them modern families very well where nothing is ever utopian but he's always just trying to make it work and have genuine connections with people and i see that in various characters he's done and that's happening again with his daughter and they have an interesting conversation where, you know, he just kind of seems oblivious to the pain that he's caused her, but she's hurting a lot and needs him to, you know, be aware yeah. of it. And then later on when his sister is there, you know, and there's there's a conversation about their family that's quite revealing and um, he's, you know, trying to straddle these lines between, you know, I suppose, well, to, I don't even know how I would describe it, but... I like the way that his character is kind of written around that, um, those relationships. They're not perfect, but he's really trying to make them work and he's very genuine about them. So right. I think there's interesting aspects that I would like to see. I would like to know how they're resolved. I want to know what happens with Steve Buscemi's character and what happens with the family dispute. Um, but an to, hour I, and 20 minutes yeah. is, I think, way too long, especially considering there seems to be quite a lot of filler. Maybe filler is the wrong word, but there's nothing that would grab you. No, that's the like, right word. Like a guy walks in and talks about how he met his wife there 30 years ago. Randomly. It had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that's true. You could have left that out and saved yourself five minutes. It was very strange, that scene, wasn't it? Sorry? It was very strange, that scene. Very it was like strange. something you'd seen a play. Yeah. You know, he's like the director's son. They had to give him something. To <laughs> <do>. <laughs> or they allowed the people to rearrange father, stuff maybe. in the background, you know, while he was talking. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, I just, I, I didn't see the point to it. And I think a lot of things were, 
laboured. It, it it felt like watching a play that I wasn't enjoying a lot of this. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good but description. I, but yeah. I found myself when it was over. I think I said, "Wow." So I think I was really impressed by it. It certainly wasn't at all what I was expecting because I expected a comedy because it was starring Louis C.K. Yeah, and yeah, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. I expected to laugh and I didn't laugh during this during mm. this show. It was more like a thinker. Mm. So I think I came out more on the positive side, but um, mm. I'm kind of still digesting about what I saw. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. And Sean's about to get in here now and tell us why Go our Sean. opinions aren't I, valid. Uh, I, I, I just wish there was more Rebecca Hall in it. Who is she? She was the Lucy K's uh, girlfriend. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, and she just came in, went out. What, what else is she in. from? <gasps> oh my, so many things. Oh my god, Shona. Oh no, did I ask the wrong question? She sure. cries. She's a been lot. failing the Bechdel test and a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Shona, we'll talk, right, later. we'll talk later. Understood. Understood. Let's yeah, move yeah. on, Sean. Sean. <laughs> um, Harrison Pete's uh, pilot episode, which is sixty-five minutes long, uh, definitely evokes sixty minutes um, too long. Definitely evokes. Uh, I guess somebody, I want to explain the Cheers comparison thing. Cheers was a show about a bunch of people avoiding their lives and their problems and drinking, but it had a laugh track, so people presumed that it was a comedy. Um, and it was, it was trying to be, but it was really just making light of some shit that if you actually were friends with these people, it would be fucking intolerable to be around them. Um, so it's, it's trying to show uh, what that would be like. I don't think, I think that the, the play comparison uh, is apt to a point. I think that a lot of the things we've talked about are the show trying to be more like life, uh, more authentic, because you talked about things being uh, filler. For example, the guy who shows up talks about how he met his wife in that bar and how he killed her. Um, yeah. Uh, and the, and the guy who you know was, uh, she was sleeping with, and then he went to jail for fifty years, and he just got out, and he went there to check to see on it. I don't think that was filler. One, I thought it was incredibly hilarious. Two, I thought it was really fucking sad. And three, just because things happened a long time ago, it doesn't mean that they're good. Um, which is one of the arguments that goes on during this between Alan Alda's character and Edie Falco's. I think. Um, I thought that it had a slow start. Also, kind of because that's how a day in a bar goes. Um, it was genuinely like there was these small little things and it was kind of lonely. And it was like, what time is it? What time is it? People asking each other what the time is because they want things to happen. They want to open, you know, uh, they want things to progress. They want things to move forward, but they're not doing anything about it. Um, and then people start to filter in. We get to see these these characters. The idea, um, there's a concept called Sonder. The idea that everyone's life um, is as meaningful and as moving and as full as yours. And the same way that they are lights and windows in our stories, we are lights and windows in theirs. So we got to see um, a breadth uh, of experience. You know, we got to see a lot, not only just uh, in the whole conversation between uh, Democrat, uh, the Democrat and the Republican and the translation between them, um, the mediation. That was not only interesting in and of itself. I, I definitely reflected on it a lot, although it was a bit preachy for me. I thought it was interesting as well because, of course, this is going to be something that if it could be said to the opposing sides in the argument about the bar itself, then that would probably help a lot as well. Um, and then you had lots of little little subplots. You had Jessica Lang uh, playing the last girlfriend uh, of yeah. the Horace that died. I thought that was really interesting because... It's one of those things that doesn't make sense to you unless it does make sense to you. 
And it clearly, like, uh, older Pete is very much like, no, fuck you. Although I think there's going to be some romantic tension there later. Maybe. Maybe not. Right. This is one of those shows where I'm not confident of being able to predict what's going to happen. Um, I really liked... Uh, Oh, what was what was his name? They're the guy who just says we're all fucked. Everything's <laughs> fucked. So why not vote for Trump? Because that is a way that any of these characters could look at their lives and just let it be that way. Yeah, they could just say, "All right, it's fucking fucked." Louis C.K. doesn't have to try. Uh, I guess Horace Horace doesn't have to try and mend fences with his daughter. And here's the thing: it's not about the big gestures. It's about the small everyday things that's said in the show. Well, in big network television, we see big things and then stuff is fixed. Whereas really in life, it pretty much is like the everyday, how you treat people, how you try and be involved in their lives, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think that everything that was in the show was supposed to be there. And I think that it had value. But do you um, think watching it, like a day in someone else's life is interesting? <laughs> if it was in that bar, if it was that bar in those stories, yes, of course. Okay. No, you, Sean, you've listed out a bunch of things that are, are really interesting and you've listed out a bunch of things that are real and true to life and art should imitate life, but it doesn't make this a better TV show. You know, you, you didn't sell the TV show to me in any way by anything that you've said there. Did, like, did you enjoy it? Did you think it was, it was good fun, good crack to watch? Yeah. Well, I laughed a lot, Why? but also it generally affected me. You Why? laughed at this show? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Louis C.K. on the phone. Uh, please, please stop texting me. Please, oh, I'm yeah. calling you. Yeah. You're clearly getting my voicemails. Please just answer the phone. Yeah. That was funny every time that joke was called back. It was genuinely really funny when the guy walks in and tells the story and everyone's like, what's, what's this story going to be? This is a new character who's entered into the thing. I killed her and then I killed him. And then everyone goes. And then he starts crying. Oh, We're, shit. I can't We're believe you thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That was hilarious. And then he started crying. And then it was sad. I actually went, why is this guy here? How many minutes of my life is he going to cost me? <laughs> I understand that you don't like the show. You asked me why, like how I reacted to it. As no, I no, that's, it. that's fair enough. I answered the question you answered. That's fine. I wasn't saying that. I was just giving you my perspective on, on, on that. But no, I, I didn't actually think that was funny. I didn't, I didn't laugh as much. Like I did think that there was a lot of poignant stuff in it. There's a lot of thought provoking stuff in this show, which is fine. I think they could have done it in 45 minutes. And why couldn't they have solved the mystery while they were doing it? <laughs> well, uh, like Would if one anybody had a set or of special skills, power? Hmm. if it wasn't for and you, maybe damn the other kids. person could be a different ethnicity and or gender, and they could actually be a cop so that they See, could work now together. Now we're talking about a Louis C.K. show. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy. I just thought I, I appreciated how different it was and how unexpected it was. That's enjoyable, and it really did break my heart when when they transitioned uh, towards the end. Obviously, you won't give away that, but I was just like, "Don't do this thing that I'm really worried you're going to do." And then a character did that, and I was like, "Fuck you, fucking Mike, have you hell!" Have seen this? I have seen this. What did you think? After ten minutes, I came very close to switching it off. Right. Um, the opening annoyed the hell out of me. Oh. Because if you're working in a bar, the reason that the chairs are put up on the tables at night is so uh, you yeah. can sweep and mop. Yes, 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 yes. And the I first thing they do too, is yeah. take take the chairs down and then start and then try sweeping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never spent an hour in a fucking bar. That's right, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, and, they and, do admit to being terrible bar owners. Yeah. <laughs> and they they dragged that opening scene out so long, so long. Um, and I, I was very nearly lost on it. And then I said, 
I'm a professional. I review this shit for a living. <laughs> I'm going to push on through. <laughs> so I did, and I was glad I did, because after 15 minutes, I figured, okay, this is a play on TV. Yeah. And I really like plays. Yes. Um, so fuck you guys that don't like plays. Um, I think it's it's very well timed, because this is a presidential year. And what I got out of it was that this is a conversation on America. This is all about uh, what you're allowed to say, what you're allowed to think, what you're allowed to feel, what you're about to, what you're allowed to hope for. What's what's the boundaries of the society that a we have and b we want to live in? Wow. I. <laughs> Uh, was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah, admit, let me down, Mike. Yeah, wow, Mike. Tell us. I'm tell us. I've yeah. never heard Mike talk in like so many consecutive sentences without being um, cynical. It's something women or racist <laughs> or whatever. Right. He so, does it twice a season. He likes to do that and then hibernate for a while. Yeah, he just blindsides us all together. Yeah. Go on, go on. Yeah. Like you have things like uh, the Alan Alda's character. Yeah. Uh, like he's constantly. Um, you know, making uh, what would be offensive considered comments. offensive comments. Like, your one calls him out on it in almost her first appearance. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you can't say that. That's yeah. racist. And he comes back, he says, we served niggers here in the 30s. Yeah. You know, and he actually uses the N-word. That's yeah, why yeah, I'm yeah. using it. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, any yeah. other reason. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a quotation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, di- it's a d- direct challenge to what you can say and can't say on TV. Right. Um, Just then, like you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the Republican liberal conversation. Again, it's a challenge of what do you think a liberal is? What do you think a Republican is? Um, and they try and switch it around and say, well, what do you believe you are? Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting. Because mm-hmm. like, I, I normally look at Democrats as like some form of pawn scum, but that's the thing so that made me think Um, then like you have the guy the murderer coming in yeah and that's that's what are you allowed to feel like he he's murdered his wife okay he like he felt that rage and now he feels the sadness and you're looking and you're thinking how am I supposed to react to this he's a murderer but he's sad do I empathize with him is he a dick how how can I feel about this? And I I thought that was an interesting challenge to me as a watcher, to to look at that scene, and it just it made me think. Uh, and, and there was so many things right throughout it, lots of little things like you would find on a play, because they're not banking on fucking song of Shannara bullshit CGI crap to get you through the hour. <laughs> One great call, just the next Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Was that you? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, at what point during this did you think of this analogy? Which analogy? Of of it being about the US. Because uh, it, they had talked about Hillary Clinton and the the Iowa primaries and stuff yeah. like this, uh, yeah. which is is very topical. Yeah, we obviously yeah, wrote yeah. it like last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, it just came to me that like you know this is this is a year when Obama is leaving office, so the the people of America have to decide what they want America to be for the next four or eight years. Right. 
and they have a pretty stark choice between yeah. um, more of the same or going back to the the Republican way of looking at things. Yeah. So I think that's where it's coming from, making people in America think about what they want their country to be, and they and that's why they've raised all these issues. Okay, that's how I saw it. Yeah, yeah, and no, I, no. I did enjoy it. No, no. Um, quite, but quite often, I think a bar is usually a microcosm of something. Yeah, <laughs> like they like to be like, all right, this bar is whatever people. Yeah, I can't think yeah. of anything that uh, would contradict that. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I, I do, I do appreciate that a lot of people absolutely hate it. Um, to the marks of this world, don't watch this. <laughs> you absolutely don't watch yeah. it. So this is the problem with the way our show is put together, Mike. Yeah. We don't have <laughs> options. <laughs> so is this Art House TV? I think it's a good description for it. Almost, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we've we've been given out about people not doing something new on yeah, TV. You have yeah, to give them credit for yeah. taking a new style of entertainment. Yeah. And I did. It a go. I did try and do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, I know backhanded compliment. Maybe I, I know they've given us new stuff by actually giving us old stuff before we had screens to watch people talk about life on. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I I have to say I thought it was good. Wow. Okay, here you go. Right, I'm floored to hear you talk like this, Mike. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> the least offensive opinion I've ever heard you give. Some kind of and it also included thing, the N word. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting. There's no boobs. It's crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so thriller from you then. Yes, indeed. So will you watch more? I will indeed. You will. Yes. Okay, Shona. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see where the characters go. Um, and I'm I'm intrigued. So this is a thriller for me. You know, uh, I'm very much very close to fence sitting, but yeah, I'm intrigued, and I kind of want to see. I want to what I do want to see where it goes. Yeah, but I don't really want unless the first ten to fifteen minutes of the next one grabs me. Yeah, I'll probably just go. Nah, interesting, done. but move. Let's yeah, move yeah, on. yeah. It's kind yeah. of. I think it's fair to say that, like me, it didn't blow your mind, but you want to see what happens next. Yeah, we'll uh, give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different enough, actually. To and uh, some of the dialogue is is, is pretty good. Um, and Steve Buscemi's character—I want to see what happens there. Yeah, I, me too. I really like Steve. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark. So I owe this um, alleged TV show a great debt because I thought at the bikies this year what we wanted was something new. Now I know that that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Horace what and you, Pete, you fucking time wasters, you. <laughs> It's filler for me, Steve. I never want to see this again. Okay, Sean. I'm really excited to watch the next episode, especially because I can imagine it literally being it's morning. They go downstairs. <laughs> they sweep up imperfectly. <laughs> and it like they just have a day at the bar and that's the next episode. Mm. I'd be really interested to mm. see how they take the form that they've established uh, and either do new things with it or just try and continue their story and characters on. It's thriller for me. Before we leave, can I make one spoiler prediction? Okay. okay. Yeah. Counting in spoiler in five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. The gay lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a reference to Louis C.K. as also gay. Does so he? I'm betting that's revealed that that's why he split up with Rebecca Hall, but he couldn't admit it. Oh. Mm. End of spoiler. Interesting. Um, the la last thing I want to say is it's rare that I watch a TV show and I'm 
really interested in what's going to happen and also how they're going to do it. And I just realized that when I was watching the show, because it was so weird, I was just going, wait, okay, so they're filming it like this. Like, I was literally just thinking about the scheduling of the show. Jessica Lange was just sitting in the background yeah. the whole yeah. show, pretty much. Yeah. How do you get her to do that? You have to fucking film. You just go, all right, roll the tape, do it. And that's why people flub lines and stuff. I'm, re- I'm just really excited to see how they do, how they do things as well as what happens. Cool. We'll report back. Me and Mike will have our, uh, we'll get some sherry and some tea. We'll sit down. We'll just, we'll just see how it goes. Have some intele- intellectual conversations. Yeah, that's a real host divided, I think, this week. <laughs> Um, okay. Second of our movies is Trumbo. Um, this is set in 1947. Dalton Trumbo was the most successful, most well-paid screenwriter in the world. In the world. <laughs> he was, uh, Hollywood's top screenwriter, uh, until he and other artists were jailed and blacklisted for their political beliefs. In that they were damn commies. So there was a big <laughs> witch hunt to root out all those reds. Mm. And, uh, so the, the American, was it the House of Un-American, Un-American Activities? Activities. <laughs> he was brought before Congress mm. and he was asked to name all those, name and shame, all those. And he, he took the first. Mm. He decided, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm. And so uh, they put him in jail. Mm. And uh, yeah, sort of goes from there. How he gets around his whole uh, blacklist and how life went down. Mm-hmm. Stars Brian Cranston. It also has. Uh, Oh, what's her name? <laughs> Diane Lane, uh, Helen Mirren, mm-hmm. um, the guy from Firefly, the pilot, Alan uh, Tudyk, and what's his name from Roseanne? Goodman, Goodman, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so what do we think of this? Mark, it seemed like the podcast this week was doing its best to make me waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I've actually taken Mike's position this week as being Mr. Negative. But um, this is, I could nearly say many of the same things I, I said about um, uh, Horace and Pete, Pete yeah. as I said about this. Well acted, very well acted, actually. Mm. Well scripted, mm. good characterization, but not interesting. Not interesting at all. Mm. Um, it seemed like when they were talking about, you know, witch hunts for communists, couldn't they actually have witch hunted a few communists and maybe like... <laughs> Burn them, the them or drown them or something. <laughs> like it, it was just, it went no, it, like, okay. So a lot happened in this. A lot happened. There was a lot of character development. Uh, Brian Cranston was excellent, but it failed to interest me. And if I wasn't such a seasoned professional, I would have walked out very quickly after it started going, oh man, this is not my kind of film. So once again, you know, not being Mr. Mainstream or being Mr. Mainstream rather, and this not being in my track. I just, I just couldn't enjoy it. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm getting, I'm getting tired of hearing me being negative. So why doesn't somebody else talk about it that liked it? Maybe I can see why you didn't like it. Now, granted, it's a biopic, uh, or biopic. Who's just mm. calling it biopics? Biopic, me. <laughs> yeah. Biopic. It's yeah. a pick of a biography. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Biopic sounds like myopic, or it's surgical, or something. Biopic. Mm. Oh. Yeah, didn't, uh, but didn't we have this row last season? Uh, we, we did. We yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, reference back season nine. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I think the right answer is in there somewhere, but we all forget <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, I like this. I I didn't think it was the best movie by any chance, by any description. But it 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 wasn't the worst movie. Um, it kept me interested, 
the dialogue was was really good and that kept me interested. Uh, the fact that he was so sort of eccentric, that kept me interested. Being up before Congress and defying them, that kept mm-hmm. me interested. Mm-hmm. He is a very colourful character, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, did, you, uh, did you see this, Mike? I did. You did? Yep. Yeah, so I, I thought there was a couple of scenes in this that you liked uh, and you'd see as familiar. Mm. Um, you know, sitting in a bath, drinking whiskey, writing, and taking <laughs> loads of amphetamines, you know, <laughs> for days uh, at a time. Um, I, I thought you were going to say some Christian brother with a big stick hovering over me saying, are you now, or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, th- this, what, this, like, I know it's a, it's about uh, himself, mm. uh, Trumbo, but uh, what fascinated me was the witch hunt that went on. Mm-hmm. Like the extent of the witch hunt mm-hmm. to find those commies, you know, nineteen forty-three, mm-hmm. uh, USSR, uh, or sorry, should I say Russia? <laughs> no, it was the USSR, <laughs> USSR then. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. And the the Americans were allies. That's right. So it was fine. Nineteen forty-seven, uh-huh. not so. All sitting around having whiskeys in Yalta. Yeah. So now they're all arguing over the bits mm-hmm. of Germany that were left over. So mm-hmm. then they weren't friends anymore. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. Um, no. Who got the good beer in that deal? <laughs> <laughs> the West Germans, I believe. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I like the I like the pace of this. Uh, poor El Diando. Mm-hmm. She she just played the long suffering loyal wife, the stereotypical. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a whole lot for doing, as Mark would say. She was very this. busy. She was washing, cleaning, <laughs> looking after the kids. This is exactly yes. She just come up and give him a look and just go for God's sake, mm-hmm. you know, you're pulling this family apart, kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that was twenty years later. All right. <laughs> um, there's another uh, problem that I uh, uh, there's a problem that I had with it was um, when they needed to tell the audience about something, they did it in the form of having him explain something to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I felt that the audience he was talking to the audience like they were children. Mm-hmm. Like, but so his daughter th- was a child. So, yes, but this is how this works, you know. Mm. Rather than explaining it in, the, in, mm. in the story, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was just a bit sort of like, yeah, this is what this does, and this is okay. what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was a condescending bastard anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that pretty oh, fit I, in I mean, just fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I you know, it's a, he's it's, he's an entertaining character. I don't think I'd like the guy, mm. or would have liked the guy, but he was entertaining. But what amazed me. Was I had no idea about the amount of movies. I didn't know the whole Trumbo story. I I, mm-hmm. I knew who he was, and I knew mm-hmm. uh, some of the ins and outs, and he mm-hmm. knew Spartacus thing, mm-hmm. and so on. But I didn't realize how many movies yeah. that he was writing, and how he got around it uh, with the King Brothers and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, jo- you know, John Goodman is one of the mm-hmm. King Brothers. Um, I love the shit out of this movie. Did you? Yeah. 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 And I would what, imagine Sean what universe do we live in this week that Mike has been positive <laughs> yeah. about so much that we've seen? I got, I got My new, mind is being blown. I got new medication this week. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's <laughs> fucking great. Jesus Christ. You got the good stuff this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's on the back of the bus shelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 9.99. <laughs> That's no questions. <laughs> um, I, to start with, I can fully understand why the marks of this world would fucking hate it. <laughs> it's a phrase now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's no action. There's no zombies. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're doomed from the start. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, although I did have a little, uh, what's the word? Schadenfreude. Right. Watching this movie and thinking about the marks of this world who have a hard on for Brian Cranston. Right. Making a movie like this. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
because it's nowhere near Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, this is a very talky movie. Not a lot yeah. happens, like in terms of you know aliens with exploding heads yeah, yeah, or yeah. anything like that. Physically, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of characterist type stuff. Yeah, and I, I was drawn into it absolutely, hook, line, and sinker. Um, I loved the the exploration of the characters' reactions to the pressure they were under. And I love the the demonstration of how thought police can fuck up uh, a, a person's, you know, uh, life. Life, yeah, basically, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And and I mean, <laughs> I know you all give out to me for being a bit of a dick, like, but <laughs> I I see the same thing with political correctness in the modern era, right. Yeah. If you defy the standards that are set by some random dude writing for the New York Times, yeah, um, you're done. Yeah, you know, um, maybe not so much in this country, but in other places, in yeah. other industries, you can lose your job. Yeah, if you don't have the right-on view of the week. Yeah, um, and I thought this was this was a timely <laughs> exposition of that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I thought the acting was brilliant. Um, all around, even the, the the minor characters. Yeah. Um, Helen Mirren was great. Yeah, yeah, she was really great. Yeah, yeah. Like she, she carried some venom in her. Oh, I hated her. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but she was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She made yeah. me hate her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, uh, your man who played John Wayne. Yeah, yeah, and apparently they went quite easy. Uh-huh. On him, right? On John Wayne himself. Apparently, yeah. he was a lot worse than he came across oh, as yeah? being in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I particularly love the, the. There's one scene where John Wayne meets Trumbull. Yeah, yeah. It's a great scene, actually. Yeah, yeah. And he just says, "So, what did you in, do in the war?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was a classic conflict, you know. Just a, like they say, he got his ass handed to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, sorry, you know the real footage mm-hmm. that they show of Trumbo yeah, in yeah. Congress, uh-huh. uh, in the up before the committee. I just yeah. love that the that it was it's true, yeah. you know <laughs> that, that it wasn't like that wasn't all fabricated yeah. for drama and so yeah. on. I just love yeah. that, that that that's the way he was and yeah. his famous speech and so yeah. on. Yeah. And where in the name of God did they get Kirk Douglas? I know, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah, the yeah. reincarnation <laughs> yeah. of Kirk Douglas. He was great, and you know. Yeah. Uh, you know that whole story is just uh-huh. brilliant as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Otto, he was sort of mm. a bit of comic relief as well. <laughs> was, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what I particularly enjoyed about it was the fact that they didn't hide the fact that he was a dick. Yeah, you know, they made it very clear in terms of his family relationships. You know, this isn't a hero. <laughs> this isn't somebody like fucking Braveheart that you're out there rooting for. Yeah. Um, he was a tosser in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but the story is interesting. Yeah. Um and yeah, I I don't know what else to say. I really really enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. I don't have a lot more to say on it, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could mark it. We could. We could. Do you, do you think isn't he nominated uh best actor? Could well be. Yeah. Certainly deserves it. How do you think he's doing up against stacked up against what we know, you know? Against the Leonardo's this yeah, world, like yeah, I think he's mm. like fifteen or twenty-five to one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's down the order. Which I remember after watching yeah, the movie, yeah, uh, yeah. I just thought, oh, that's a bit mm-hmm. low, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's a good effort. But he didn't suffer, though. Whereas Leonardo suffered. Yeah, yeah. You know, At no point was he ever cold. He, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He suffered <laughs> for his he art. Even the movie, you know? I think he could be in with a shout. Like, he, he did a really good job in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he he was a different person from other roles we've seen him. I thought he was really convincing as Trumbo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big um, hairy moustache and all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, was just, he was just this complete person that you got to know during the film and mm-hmm. developed along the way. I thought he did a really good job. There's, there's no reason why he shouldn't get it anyway mm-hmm. that I can think of. I, I actually found it hard, uh, like I was trying to be objective while I was watching it, as to whether am I interested in the story or is this just really well acted? I found it hard to separate it at, at times because like Brian yeah. Cranston is so good and, and people like uh, John Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> he's always brilliant, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it... It was brilliant. Um, one thing, actually, uh, they talk about r- the movie Roman Holiday. Yeah. Um, I had never heard of Roman Holiday. What? No. Never oh, seen okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, never yeah, heard of it. What? what? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I admit my ignorance <laughs> on this. Yeah. Um, but I asked, I was talking to my mother, and I asked her, uh, have you ever seen Roman Holiday? And it was amazing. She just stopped. Yeah. And her eyes, they lit up almost like, do you know when, when Shona talks about Colin Firth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a suit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the first thing or she in lacy man garments. The first thing she said to me was, Gregory Peck, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking 55 years ago or something. <laughs> the, the, the impression is still there. So, Actually, I see that. Brian Cranston's gone to fifty to one, with, along with Matt Damon. Okay. Just from this podcast, just from us. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. The power we have tomorrow. Who's yeah. his best actor? Yeah, it's going to be Leo. Well, you see, Leo's. Yeah. Yeah. Sean is just like, well, why, why are we talking about this? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, everybody. This is it's going to happen. Leo is one to forty now. It's going to happen. Wow. One mm-hmm. to forty. Yeah. Right. So then, uh, Eddie Redmayne for the Danish girl is fourteen to one. Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs is sixteen to one. Mm-hmm. And then Matt and uh, Brian, you know, my mates, mm-hmm. Matt and Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're uh, fifty to one. Yeah. yeah. I'd have put Brian ahead of Fassbender. Nah, I haven't seen it. Nah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So we mark it, Mike. Okay. Uh, I appreciate this isn't a movie for everybody. Um, if you like talky kind of movies, go see it. Um, I give, I'll give it an eight. An eight? Yeah. Okay, very good. All right, Mark. Uh, it's tricky enough. I, I didn't like it at all, but it, it kind of ticks a lot of boxes for goodness. Uh, so I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> a five. Respect for the uh, the art that went into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a seven for me. Yeah, uh, solid seven. It's up above average by sh- for sure, but it's not quite at the eight or nines. Okay, uh, stuff enough. that we saw recently. Um, yeah, it's really good. Like I, I'd recommend it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If you like your talking movies, as you say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, actually, they they did talk about the 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 bughead alien with the country girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 they did. yeah, yeah. You better explain that. Uh, he has to write shit movies to survive, and 
one of the characters uh, tries to bring in communist philosophy into a, a movie about a bug-eyed alien having sex with a country girl. <laughs> it's quite a funny scene. <laughs> anyway, move on. Okay, so next up we have some previews and coming to a bicycle near you. I'd sorry. like to compliment whoever selected this week's preview. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I who put to these say, on? I'm sorry. You, well, see, here's what happens. Most weeks, I'd say none of us probably give a think to what trailers we're going to uh, review. And so Steve, as a good host, kind of the day or two before we record, we'll stick up some trailers and we make him do the work. So mm. I try to keep an eye open for when the news, mostly Twitter, mentions that there is a new trailer out, I think, oh, I'll put this trailer down because it saves Steve having to do extra oh. work when he does so much for us already. <laughs> and so that's how we ended up with these trailers this week. <laughs> so what was the first rom-com on the list, Steve? The first one is uh, <laughs> Me Before You. And this is about a girl who is uh, very good looking. Should we Amelia know Clark. Her as, she uh, is Daenerys. Khaleesi? Yeah, yeah. Mm. and uh, she's not very good looking in this though. She's obviously no. acting less pretty. They're trying to. <laughs> she, she, she's, she's a bit. Quirk, dow- she's, she's quirky, pretty. She's a bit dowdy at the start, but she. she uh, no, she you know what she is. She's the equivalent on. of like commercials or TV shows where um, there's a gorgeous person wearing glasses that's like mm. nerdy and no one thinks is pretty until she takes her glasses oh, off. Oh, the librarian! Like, oh my god, she's oh. gorgeous. That's the it. Librarian. Like, she shakes out her hair as well. As yeah, she yeah her like Felicity Smoke. You're thinking of porn. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're correct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um so uh yeah and she is She's a going carer to be for... a carer for a extremely handsome man. Yeah, but he's Guess wheelchair bound, so also it's like librarian equivalent, you know. He's mm. wheeled How could well, you fall in love with him? But then she falls in love well, with him. Well, this kind of uh, reminds me of the Untouchables, which we watched. Oh, you beat me to it. Did I? Oh, sorry. Intouchables. Mm-hmm. Intouchables. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was the French movie a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not dissimilar. Uh, you should watch this. If you haven't seen the Untouchables, watch it. It's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. It's a very well, no, watch this one because this one's in English. No, so this one what is, the, is it the intouchables or is it like the les intouchables? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly what Sean said. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah, so she uh, she has no experience, and then uh, she gains experience. And you talk so much uh, like Stewie from Family Guy every yeah. time. <laughs> I just listen to you podcast and it's just like Stewie. Um, She's got you there, man. <laughs> I escaped from your fallopian, <laughs> fallopian, too. <laughs> what was your fallopian Bastille? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, yeah, she, uh, she's going to be a carer and he's obviously sick and they fall in mm. love and it's basically but the fault gorgeous. in our stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. yeah it's I'm cliched sorry. and they tell you the whole story in the trailer. Yes. If you want to see this movie, watch the trailer. It will be less expensive. If you want to see this movie, also. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing unique about this story. People who will go to see this movie are people who like to like cry at romantic movies. There's people who would go for this. Mm. Mark loves crying. Mm. 
There's well, I would the sooner tra- cry at P.S. I Love You, which was a good film. I was going to say P.S. It's one of the first things you ever told me about you, Mark, was that you cried incessantly <laughs> through P.S. I Love You. <laughs> That's what he does, so people think he's very soft. That was the first mm. time that No, but the next get, thing that he said to me was like, I can kill people 20 different ways. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mark Leonard. I used to mm. do MMA. So I learned mm. two very contrasting things about Mark. The first I'll, conversation I'll say that thing. we had. I'll say it again because Shona missed it. That was the first time that that line didn't let me pick up the chick. It was weird. <laughs> He's still bitter about it. So bitter. <laughs> the next one we looked at. <laughs> we never even got to discuss this movie. No, we who's, said enough. Who's going to see it? <laughs> what do you we think? We said enough. We said who's in it, and then we it's, just said, you're going to see it, and you're, you're going to tell us about it. I'm not going to see it. Is yeah. Mark going to see it? <laughs> the Marks of this world might see this. I am going to <laughs> recommend this to it. people that I know liked Fought in Our Stars. You're 100% right about that comparison. Um, it's not for me, though. Okay. It's too oh, like really? the Untouchables, and I'll just be seeing that French yeah. writing all over again. <laughs> Zut alors. Sean, have you any desire to watch this movie? I'm wondering. This might be a dangerous path. If I was physically disabled in some manner, hmm. would I want to see this movie? Or is it incredibly pandering and dumb? Or does it have like a positive message where it'll be like, oh, okay, well, I'm very attractive and in a wheelchair. This is, uh, I will watch this. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine an audience yeah. for this movie. Yeah. Maybe it's people with a fetish for people who can't walk. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We shall contemplate that and move on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not touching that with a birch pole. Yeah, not a chance. Uh, anyway. um, next one we looked at was uh, Get a Job. And uh, this uh, stars <laughs> our uh, our buddy Miles Teller, uh, and the absolute honey Anna Kendrick. Is the subtitle "Your Bum"? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Alison Brie is in it. And this is about uh, early twenty somethings um, discovering life and yeah. having to get jobs, getting their first job, feeling under pressure, to be and grown-ups. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what it's about, and that's the hilarity. Uh, yeah. oh, hilarious circumstances Anna Kendrick where they do crying to her them. boyfriend being like I spent $247 on shoes and I didn't get the job and he's like you'll get it then it cuts to her being at his house getting high with his roommates and playing video games mm. living the dream I think that's yeah. called yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually interested in this one Steve this this one uh, struck a chord with me not just the playing video games part um, I think it might be a bit more interesting and it seems like there's some genuine acting happening mm. so you know, Anna nobody's Kendrick. acting less attractive than they are, mm. <laughs> which is Some, important. Someday yeah. you too could play video games with Anna Kendrick. <laughs> could happen. It's we, all about accessibility, this film, you know? No, no. It's never going to happen. Is it a comedy? Anymore. Yes. Is it an actual out-and-out comedy, though? It's trying it to seems... be, I think. Yeah. Mm. Okay, because they told us a lot of things that happened in this movie, in this trailer, also. They did. Mm. Yeah. But it's not a first-person shooter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Are we going to watch this? Are we going to watch this? Do we yeah, want to I think so. I, no. Marcus? I, yeah. I think I'll I throw it on the list it. if I'm on movies that week. If it was on the list, I, I'd watch it. And, you know, I, I don't know if it'll be as bad as we think it'll be. I think it'll definitely be better than the previous trailer we just reviewed. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that said, if I'm on an airplane for an eight-hour flight and this comes, this is on my menu of movies and it's free to watch, I probably still would choose to watch something else, even if I've seen it before I watch mm. this. So I probably wouldn't watch this. Mm. Okay. Unless you guys tell me I have to. Well, you put it on the then list. Then I'm going to so play you, the well, You're the one card. that's going to be watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, uh, next one we looked at is a movie called High Rise. And the cast in this is interesting, actually. It's got uh, Tom, Hid- s- Tom Hiddleston. Can I say before you yeah. get into this movie that when I saw the trailer for this movie, it immediately became apparent why you choose the trailers that we review each week. Because <laughs> you do much better at it than I do. <laughs> Thank, thank you. I think you're doing thank yourself you, a disservice, As you Shona. Were, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Shona. There's some kind of a backhanded compliment in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> I, th- I think you both do great jobs choosing trailers. Ah, thanks, Mark. Shona, I think we're brilliant. <laughs> just in general. Let's just bet each other yeah. on this. <laughs> so, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Jeremy Irons, Sienna Miller, Luke Evans, a little Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah. yeah. So, this is about a group of people that live in a high rise building. It's a sci fi. Uh, things go awry and they're all very interesting and it looks um, I don't know it, very it, conceptual the the yes. idea being mm. that the higher you live in this high rise the more money and power you have to the point where when you are on the top floor you're living in this like weird fucked up like Elizabethan party yeah. world but people on mm. the bottom are like yeah. living in the slums it's mm. it's like a microcosmic socioeconomic world yes and then you even have the the clash where people are like i'm not paying the same damn fees as you are here mm-hmm. kind of thing why should we pay for mm-hmm. what the people up in the top floors yeah. are paying and then uh, is there a rebellion or something i don't know what goes it on it looks anyway. like there's some kind of uh what's that called a civil war within this building. yeah yeah there's a horse on the 40th floor what's up with that <laughs> i hate to be a historical nerd but that's exactly how edinburgh worked the rich people used to live on the fifth floor and the Poor people used to live on the first floor. Oh, the opposite of New York. So, you, fifth yeah. floor walk up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason was because of, uh, <coughs> sorry, the reason was because of uh, the lack of uh, sanitary facilities. So, the people on the top floor would throw their pots oh, yeah. out, and the people on the bottom floor would get it on. So the So they would head. rise above it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I see. That makes the pot being thrown down in this trailer more interesting. There you go. Indeed. This looks really fucking trippy and cool. And I want to watch this movie. Everyone's also very attractive. That's not necessarily why I want to watch it, though. Mm. But it helps. It never, it never hurts. Yeah, I want to watch it, too. It looks yeah, like a really too. interesting premise. Yeah. Hmm. Does, I would I, watch the one about the people trying to get jobs and playing video games first, then this. <laughs> and Jeremy I, would watch this I would watch this first because I think it's going to be like Dread, but with no bullets. First, I'd watch the trailer for Civil War Sean told us about. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Yep. Then I would watch the film about... Then I'd watch Dread again because I really think I didn't get it because Mike liked it so much three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> then I would watch the one about people getting jobs. And then I would watch this. Mm. And what about me before you? Does that even come into it? No. <laughs> well, actually, tonight I'm going to be watching the six episodes of Fast and Loud I've missed. Okay. Right? That's where I'm starting, right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> also want to see Joey on Top Gear. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll have I the hope new he Top brings Gear Chandler. Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll report back on the reunion. They're having a, yes. a oh, friend's yeah. reunion, like properly. Oh, it's that reminds me. I almost, I actually, I meant to put this on our trailer list as well. Mm-hmm. The Fuller House trailer is out. Because of the Full House reunion that's being called Fuller House. Full House? The Gilmore Girls is coming back. No, wait, don't. No, what? what happened to the Gilmore what, Girls? What's the Full House? Full House is, is like a sitcom, it, an American sitcom that I was raised on. It's, mm. it's, it is a basic ingredient of my foundation as a human being. Where were Uncle, your parents? Uncle <laughs> working. Drinking maple syrup, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uncle Jesse, you know John Stamos? Okay. 
he he's famous from there. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. The yes. Olsen twins. They okay. they They're were, not coming back, they were from this. All right. Candace Cameron, Kirk Cameron's sister, she was uh-huh. in this. Okay. Bob it was Saget. Bob so Saget, of course. All Joey. kinds of everybody. Full House was like the beginning of the universe, man. It's oh, it's the foundation okay. of our life story. All right. Okay, so this yeah, is, this is a big deal. <laughs> Such a big deal. All right. John Stamos hasn't aged at all. I follow him on Twitter. Hmm. I hope he's still not living in the basement or the attic or wherever he's living. <laughs> no, remember? He should have grown up by, by now. The, by the final season, he and Rebecca were married, and they were living... Not in the basement, in the attic. At that point, I think. So he. Oh, so they moved up towards the top of the building. That's that's a good. That's a good. Explain this to me. And there's an episode where she's trying to tell him that she's pregnant. So she does um, a baby vegetable themed dinner for him. What? But he doesn't. He doesn't get the hint. So then she decides to play Pictionary. Wasn't very pleasant. And the movie that she wants him to guess in Pictionary is she's having a baby. So Mm. what she drew was cheese. And then half, mm-hmm. and then ink, and then a baby. So if she's having a baby ever comes up in Pictionary, that's how you draw it. I learned so much from Full House. Cheese half ink baby? Cheese half ink baby. Man, I so wouldn't have got that. Was that the- <laughs> Uncle Jesse didn't get it either. Oh. Is that the vegetable baby? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. Okay. This is Anyways. exactly like the billboards that they have <laughs> wow. out here for Deadpool, which is literally just a skull yeah. and then the poop emoji oh. and an L. Oh. <laughs> so that's a thing. Like, like here's here's a, here's a really serious question for you, Shona. Um, does your husband know that you have a child yet? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> He's with her tonight, watching Full House. It's just uh, like how you would have told him <laughs> that you're pregnant. It's like pretty fucking cryptic. <laughs> Do you know? Actually, I was too much of a wuss to look at the pregnancy test, so I made him look. So it was more him telling me I was okay. pregnant. <laughs> Shona, yeah, you're pregnant. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really? How, <it> <laughs> how the hell did that happen? <laughs> so also happy Valentine's o- Day, all of our listeners and everybody. Else. Yay! Oh yeah. Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm so feeling really romantic this this weekend. <laughs> are you? Wouldn't want to be on that couch. <laughs> I'm the one Check sitting beside him, Mark. <laughs> Good thing leather's easy wiped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So got got an extra box box of hankies in there. Right. <laughs> you don't Moving need them. Mike's heart-shaped Mike. ones. <laughs> Mike's bedroom looks like one of Dexter's kill rooms. Yeah. All right. Let's. I want to hear what Steve's going to say. <laughs> no, I was just I was just wondering about uh, the Full yeah. House uh, Mary Kate. Uh, the Olsen twins. Yeah, they played the same character. Yeah, because they played a little girl named Michelle. Yeah. But because of child labor laws, Michelle Tan. They exactly. Oh, they couldn't do. They could only they, do twenty hours a week instead of. 40. Yeah, so oh, they right, they okay. they hired twins so that they oh. could get a full character filming out of her, but oh, they weren't okay. breaking child labor laws. Oh. So it was only so ever one more girls character. Is back. <sighs> Fine, Mark. We'll move on. Good more girls. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Excuse me. Come on, you have a fucking airways. Uh, okay, Go ahead. Well, what's what's uh, your nobody opinion? Nobody cares that the Gilmore Girls is coming back. They care even less about that than they do about the Fuller House thing you just told us. We're <laughs> right. Steve trying to wrap this show up for are 10 you, minutes. Are you excited about Rory and Lorelai gracing our screens again? I'll have uh, I am actually. I used to watch you. the Full House as well. I was just winding you up there. Um, we watched that a lot, in fact, in our also equally Full House. Right. So, yeah. Gilmore I'm Girls, you're back to. The thing with Gilmore Girls is that they're... The script in the show became so fake that it began to annoy me. It was like Dawson's Creek syndrome, you know? I like Dawson's Creek. No, when people sit down and they're like, 
Well, hence forsooth shall I have this thought. My beguile... I don't know. They use a vocabulary. And they talk at a pace that no one talks like, except for me right now, apparently. Anyways. <laughs> huh. I'll be curious to see what's I, going I approve of large vocabularies and the usage Good. of same. Good. Mm-hmm. Hence to forth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> let's let's just cut our losses, Steve. <laughs> no, I no. just fucking sign us off, Steve. Fucking, okay, put us out of our misery. As you may have gathered, that's all we have for this week. <laughs> so yeah, we're all excited about seeing High Rise anyway. Um, so from Mike, Mark, Steve, Sean, and Chona, stay classy.